Welcome to Dentai's Chats, where we give you five minutes of health news because you care about health, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. Is personal payment responsibility important in healthcare, specifically as it relates to the poorest among us, those who are on Medicaid, which is government insurance, health insurance, for poor people. Now, of course, Medicaid has been a huge topic of debate between Republican-controlled states and the White House because as part of the Affordable Care Act rollout, there was a gap created right around $15,000 a year in household income where an individual couldn't afford private insurance but was also no longer eligible for Medicaid. So the White House wanted to expand Medicaid coverage. The Supreme Court said you didn't have to do that. And so many states, again, Republican states, have chosen not to expand Medicaid coverage. And now we've been bombarded with constant stories about Medicaid would bankrupt a state, but these, these poor people can't get coverage anymore and what to do about this. Well, this week, Indiana, a Republican-controlled state, came up with a solution. The state will expand Medicaid coverage, but participants in the program are gonna have to have a little skin in the game, meaning those on Medicaid will have to pay a portion of their premiums up to about $26 per month. If you don't keep up with your payments, you won't be eligible for Medicaid. You'll be locked on the program for six months. Another innovative part of this Indiana expansion is a provision that will punish people for overusing the emergency room. The idea being that the emergency room is extremely expensive and if you plan, because you now have Medicaid and you have access to certain doctors and preventative treatment, you don't need to be getting your care from the emergency room. You can get it from someplace that's far more cost effective. And you better believe that if the 22 other states that have not expanded Medicaid choose to do so, they will be following this Indiana model. In this country, we have created a paradigm where we don't really feel like we pay for our medicine, right? We pay through it in indirect ways. Sure, my, my paycheck is much less because I had to pay Medicare taxes. And sure, my salary is less because my employer is paying for insurance. And sure, this coverage probably cost a ton, but I only have to pay $15 because that's the copay. We have done just about everything we can to distance ourselves from the fact that healthcare does cost money and we are all paying for it. To illustrate, take this example from David Goldhill, author of Catastrophic Care. Let's say you're a 22-year-old employee earning $30,000 a year. Let's assume that you'll get married in six years and have two children that you'll support for 20 years. You'll retire at 65 and die at 80. And let's also assume that health care costs do not grow faster than your earnings. We'll set it at 3% a year. This, of course, is a huge assumption because health care costs have been rising faster than incomes. But anyway, we'll stay with that. So at the end of your days, you'll be earning $107,000 a year. And over your lifetime, you and your employee will together have paid $1.77 million for your family's health care. If health care costs grow faster, which again, they have been, you're looking at an additional $2 million over your life. But here's the thing, only a quarter of that amount will actually be paid directly by you with most of it coming after retirement. So you don't really need to think about health care costs. But of course you do because you are still paying for it and our country is paying for it. If we want to rein in healthcare costs, patients must become consumers. And having some skin in the game, having some cost sharing is one step toward that. We all know science is great. We all know science has ushered in an era of unprecedented health. 
Oh wait, we don't actually know that because we consistently disagree with scientists. A nice example this week, 88% of scientists think GMOs are safe genetically modified organisms in our food compared to 37% of the general public. Here's something that's not as safe as an easy alternative, a plastic cutting board. You know those lines that appear as a result of a couple of knife cuts? Yeah, a lot of bacteria gets trapped in there and it's really hard to get it out. With wood, you don't have the same problem with the wooden cutting board. It's much easier to change your opinion and be open-minded when you're young. You've had less time to become entrenched in certain positions. When you're old and you've thought about certain things a certain way for a long time, even if there's a mountain of evidence contradicting you, change remains difficult. Perhaps an example of this phenomenon is Loretta Lynch, who is 55 years old and is Obama's nominee for Attorney General. She would have the ability to remove marijuana from Schedule 1 drug classification, the harshest classification, so it could be studied that probably won't happen since she still thinks it's more dangerous than alcohol. Dentize.com.